0: Thing sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 103. I recently filmed a kind of like Barbie doll, baby doll, pink princess dress haul (laughs) Um, on YouTube. And this dress that I'm wearing right now is Sugar Thrills. And in fact, all of the dresses that I tried on for that haul are Sugar Thrills. Big surprise there. Um, But this is my absolute favorite. It's actually super cute, fits really well, and it is very comfortable. So I'm just waiting to be invited to a Barbie-themed party so I actually can wear this in public. Because the length is good, it's all good. Actually, I was gonna change the background this color to something a bit more pink Mm -hmm. oh oh is that it is that good i have one down here too but i don't think you can see the difference oh it's not picking it up it's not meant to be welcome to episode 103 i apologize for my podcast going up a bit late there's been just a like a few different things going on and then um just some stuff with my editor and you know, just life happens and that's just what's going on. <laughs> um, I want to get better and back on track after the summertime. Um When it comes to posting times, just more like better organization. I just am going through so much and so many different things at the moment. <laughs> that, Like sometimes my podcast will be a little bit late and that's just how it's going to be for the next little while. But anyway, oh my God, you guys. Okay, so I have greasy hair and i did not want to put 16 pounds of dry shampoo in my hair i'm going to wash it all out right after this podcast i'm going to be showering (laughs) but these headbands are two headbands this kitty one that i broke but now this little end is like jabbing into my head and i don't know if you're one of those people that when you wear a hat that's a bit too tight you get like a headache from it i if anything's touching my forehead or anything Um, I get a headache from it. I also have an indent for like hours afterward. Um, I remember I wore... (laughs) I think I was like just... I had just graduated high school and I had gotten a hat that I'd wanted for a long time. A few of my friends had them. Just kind of like a little... um, How do I describe it? Just a little cap. Almost like a little army cap. And those were quite popular back in the day. And um, I ordered it... Ordered it online. And I was it was like I really loved it it was great and the shape I wanted the color I wanted but it was so tight this was kind of the beginning of me realizing that I can't order anything on for my head online (laughs) I have to try it on because my head is so big so but I was determined to wear it so I forced myself to wear it I went out I went out to like a nightclub or something um in Alberta you have to be 18 so just I was I was definitely just out of high school and um, I had an indent in my forehead for where the cap sat right here for like two or three days and then my girlfriend's like you're dehydrated and then a lot of other people had theories about your my dermis being thick like having a thick dermis in my skin <laughs> anyway that's that and I'm having flashbacks to horrible hat headaches right now <laughs> but hey it's only it's only an hour it's not forever and i'm willing to sacrifice for fashion even though this is not fashion at all this is like fantasy baby barbie doll dress up but hey actually i had um a choker on that kind of matched and i was like this is way too much this is crazy so today i'm gonna be lazy with my cocktail i'm just gonna crack oh for fuck's sake I'm so I want to crack this bottle. It came in my wine subscription box, but it's not a twist off. So I have to go get my corkscrew, which I will do in a second, once I just muster the energy to go downstairs. (laughs) Literally last night I had the worst sleep and not the worst sleep I've ever had in my entire life, but it's up there. And I don't know what the heck's going on. And I have a suspicion. So I use an eye cream during the day, like when I wash my face, before I put my makeup on, whatever and it does have like a bit of caffeine in it it's supposedly supposed to like bring down inflammation or bring down any type of like puffiness and i don't normally use that cream at night but it was just like on hand and i do really like it so i just put it on and and i was like laying in bed not able to fall asleep and so i was like what the fuck like i was i was tired like i was kind of like falling asleep on the couch as i was watching tv earlier and i was like I'm tired enough to sleep right now, but I can't. Up for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was 4.30 because I would have been at like 11 o'clock. It was 4.30 in the morning, I think, when that was the last time I checked the time and um, fell asleep. And I was like, what did I eat? Nothing. I didn't eat anything with caffeine or anything that would keep me awake. I did do a vigorous ex- exercise earlier in the day. And I thought that like the toxins from that exercise, because it was like, it was only half an hour, but it was a full body, a lot of push-ups, a lot of lower body work, like a lot of leg squats and like pulse squats and just burn city. I thought, is it just toxins in my body? Um, and then I was like, is it the caffeine in the eye cream? <laughs> Could it be that there's that much caffeine? Because I, I stopped drinking caffeine after like 11 a.m. I have my coffee first thing in the morning. I do my workout and I have my matcha right after. So usually by like 11 or 12, I'll have had my last bit of caffeine for the day. So I'm a bit hypersensitive these days and um, I still don't know. All I know is that I woke up early this morning, had a couple meetings and I was going to call them off just so I could go back to bed, but I didn't. But now I'm like, do I really wanna put a ton of effort into a cocktail? That's just gonna make me a bit more tired. <laughs> no, just have a nice glass of wine and sip and chat with you guys. I won't lie, when I built my house, I was like, I want all new everything. <laughs> Not everything, but I wanted new pots, new pans, just the stuff that I've always kind of wanted. So I spent quite a bit of money on my pans and my pots. Actually, it's not true. Sorry, I just ran upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of breath. The pots I brought from uh, my old places are still good. But the pans, uh, I bought brand new pans. Because, you know, like, especially Teflon, after a while, they get a little bit janky. And you don't want to be consuming forever chemicals <laughs> if you can avoid it. So I um, bought new pans. and so this time, I spent around... And I'm just going to be honest here, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but around between $150 and $250 per pan. I bought three of them. So $150, $200, $250, basically for the three sizes. So spent a frick load of money. And you'd think (laughs) that because I was like, obviously, they're higher quality. They had great reviews. They, I bought them, I think on like bed, bath and beyond. And I did some research. The pricing was on point, but I thought I'm never going to have to buy new pants ever again because I spent this money on these pants. And the truth is, is they really didn't last any longer than my like $18 ones. And I'm like, is this just a ripoff? Like, am I just paying for, am I just paying for, the brand name it's kind of like when you buy a swimsuit I know this well when you buy a swimsuit that's made in the same factory as the generic one so say it's a billabong swimsuit but they just have the the logo embroidered on it and it's the same swimsuit you're just paying more for the brand that's what I feel like I did It's stupid so now but now all three of them I'm like frick it I'm just gonna junk them and buy new ones again so I went to what is it called home sense and bought three kind of like more ceramic ones that are compatible with induction because that's the one thing with induction is that they're not all compatible with um all types of pans like stoneware and stuff like that because my sister's like just get some stoneware like she loves hers i'm like i can't it doesn't work on my freaking induction stove so i i I asked somebody at a restaurant one time how to properly open a wine bottle because every time I try to screw this into the cork, it's off center and then it winds up, the cork will wind up breaking. It will wind up, just it just causes hassle. And I was told that apparently the pointiest part of the corkscrew, you wanna rest that little loop on the edge and then turn in and ever since then I've been a perfect corker, it's not true, but I'm better at it anyway. All right, so I've never tried this wine before. This is called Covella or Covella Aveso Seco Branco dry. So uh, there's no English on this, but dry is the only English word. Um, White wine, product of Portugal, Um, Vino Verde. So product of Portugal, it doesn't have anything that says anything educational on it. I don't even know what kind of wine it is. A dry wine, (laughs) the only English word. Let's see how it tastes. So do white wines have to breathe just like red wines? Uh, I could probably look it up and I'm assuming that the answer is yes. So, you know, like I've, I've had German family come up and then they'll crack a bottle of wine, put the glasses next to the wine and then just let it sit there for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, that takes some patience. Cause I'll tell you what, if I'm cracking a bottle of wine and I'm cooking dinner or friends, there's no way that I'm gonna like, just let it sit there. Like let it air out in the glass after you have a little sip. You know what I mean? <laughs> but They're quite serious about it. And there are definitely some uh, people that are super serious about wine. There's a local girl here. From, I, w- I wouldn't call it like just an acquaintance. We don't, we've never really hung out, but I, I quite like her. And I think she's actually from Sweden but um, she is going to school to become a sommelier, 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 you know what I'm trying to say, basically a wine expert and I wonder if becoming a sommelier is, it's an art form because your senses have to be super peaked and you have to be in tune with your senses, meaning you have to be able to pull notes, so like if you taste pear, you, you have to have that connection with your palate and your brain to be able to say pear, because I'm, I'm the opposite. I will taste certain things and feel, but I cannot pinpoint what it is. Um, in the same way, so, so what I'm wondering is like, can anybody become a familiar or be like, be a good one? Is it just purely education? Or is it like an art form where, for example, somebody who can sing really well, um, naturally, as opposed to being taught, and a lot of people can't learn to sing well. They just kind of they can learn theory and try, but you know some people are born with a gift. So I think you have to kind of have the combination to be really good at it. But I don't know what I'm talking about. I feel like maybe I could even learn to be like that, train my brain to work properly. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like ah trying to like what is that smell like what does that remind me of, or what is that person's name or that taste brings me back to i'm constantly like that always like in never never land trying to to figure out what i'm even talking about half the time and i have a podcast that's ironic but okay let's taste this wine i did let it breathe for 10 minutes (laughs) not quite but Whoa. That is actually impressive. This tastes like a Chardonnay. Now, I do not know anything about wine. I do know, however, though, that when a wine is very watery tasting, it doesn't even, oh, it does say the percentage, actually. Yeah, 12.5. Um, mm-hmm if it's watery it almost tastes like watered down white wine which I don't love to be honest like I like a more pungent white like something that's a little bit more what's the word I'm looking for see that's what I'm talking about (laughs) just my life constantly um something with just a little bit more flavor a little bit more savory anyway So Chardonnays aren't always my favorite because, but it's so impressive that this, that this product as clean, clear, and smooth as this is, that this is a wine. Like it's, you know, it's my, my point is, is it tastes so purified. Like if you were to pour a bottle of wine into the root of a tree and it were to suck it up. And then it was like a maple and then you could get the it tastes like it's been through an extra process or two or something (laughs) on a stupid example, but it's true. So seco, branco, maybe that means white, dry, seco sounds like dry. I don't speak Portuguese, you know, it's weird. It was, I don't know, I shouldn't say recently, but I never thought about the language spoken in Brazil and I was like Brazilian. (laughs) no it's portuguese but Seco. it almost sounds a little bit like a mixture between portuguese to me sounds like a mixture of italian and spanish with a few extra little elements but anyway so like this wine a lot um the rain finally let up today i'm looking outside at sunshine um it's kind of off and on today to be honest this morning it was like not raining i was like it's over. I'm like, I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to, and then it started raining again. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) And I don't really want to mow the lawn because it's been raining for like a straight week. So my lawn has been just loving it and growing like crazy, but it's a bit too long now to cut it wet. So I have to wait for it to dry out. Um, Another thing, (laughs) and it's funny how this works. Like I ordered a couple lounge chair covers from Amazon and uh, they arrived like, Yesterday and uh, now I have to wait though, like a week for my lounge chairs to dry out <laughs> because they're supposed to be like weatherproof lounge chairs. But I noticed just from my sprinklers, I have like automatic sprinkler system, um, just from my sprinkler spraying on them, that they were getting saturated. So I'm like, oh well, I didn't pay an arm and a leg for them. Like you can get really expensive loungers, and uh, I didn't because. I expect to use these for a few seasons and then maybe get new ones. They're nice, they look really nice, but you know, winter is rough. I'm gonna they're full part of the reason too why I bought them is because I can fold them like into the size of sort of like a camping chair size and keep them under my deck or just keep them protected. But you know, I've got two cats that are lazy as hell and love to find little comfy, cozy places. So Part of the reason why i bought covers for the loungers is so that my cats can't just go and chill but they'll still lay on the covers <laughs> especially because they're black they're black and warm um anyway so my point oh yeah rain but thank goodness that we've had that nice little dose and we can move on and not worry too much about fires. okay so a friend of mine and i decided one evening to throw a baseball to each other with mitts and then we kind of we're getting a little tipsy and then we're like let's play some baseball <laughs> but she didn't have a like a softball it's it's a it's called a space ball and it's just like an uber light actual baseball like it's not the size of a softball it's the size of a baseball but it's super light and um, patented in the U.S. and I was like this is kind of cool like I was kind of thinking this is not going to go very far good thing so She's batting, I'm pitching. I'm terrible at pitching. Um, I just don't have any practice at it. Anyway, so of course I'm in the line of fire, but I'm not even thinking she's gonna hit the thing. So she (laughs) first pitch, first good pitch, she smokes the ball and, and she's strong, like, and she wants to hit it far. And luckily, thank God it was a space ball and not a regular baseball. She hit that thing right into my thigh, and I'll tell you, the sting was like 10 times the worst bitch slap you ever had (laughs) because I was wearing like Lululemon leggings. So no barrier between the ball and my thigh besides like a microscopic piece of fabric. And it's, I don't know if you can see it. Look, can you see it? (laughs) so I was like, Damn it. So anyway, we switched. I was batting and she was pitching. Never hit her with it. I was kind of miffed, but I was like, okay, well I'll try one more time. Cause like, what are the (laughs) odds? So first good pitch, she hits it right at my right thigh. But luckily it was not as hard this time. And I was like, that is freaking it. I'm not doing this ever again. Could you imagine if it was like a real baseball? And I have been hit with a baseball before. I did do like some rec baseball um years ago with a friend and uh but it was it was softball not baseball and man when you're not like I I guess I wasn't like I'm not the best at strategically catching the ball um in the right pocket you know what I mean like naturally I kind of want it to be where my hand is but you got to kind of like catch it a bit higher in that pocket and not actually the ball shouldn't really even touch your hands maybe your fingertips but anyway so what had happened there I was in the outfield <laughs> and then the ball kind of was coming at me, like right at me, but it bounced and then so like my perception of where the ball was going was just and it, like smoked me in the knee. And like when you get smoked in the knee when you're not expecting it, it was like it felt like it broke it. But I was fine. I had like a swollen kneecap for like three year no, I'm just joking <laughs> for, like three days. And um Moved on and I was like, whoa, baseball's not for me. Also, I have nails. And luckily, like the baseball gloves we were using were way too big for our hands, like double the size of our hands, which gives you a bit more buffer. But I'm like, what if you caught it wrong? It would just snap my nail right off, ugh. I don't even wanna think about it, but. So now I'm modeling bikinis with massive bruises. Not cool. Actually, this one I don't think is even turned into a bruise, but it still hurt. And I was like, fool me once. This was fooled me twice. Shame on me. <laughs> so of course, I'm sure if you've heard there is or was by the time this airs, because this is going to be hopefully going up by Friday. Uh, Friday the 21st. Um, Sorry, Friday the 23rd. The Lost Submarine. So I've been kind of Paying a bit of attention, like, of to the news, having, like, it's why well, it's difficult for me to talk. Covella, Branco. Blaming this. But I don't often watch the news news, like, BBC. I was like, <laughs> BCAA. BBC or Siena or whatever the hell. the. But just clips of the news on YouTube. So I kind of am following what's going on and what a goddamn nightmare and like i said this is past cat talking so the vessel may have been found by the time you're watching this but just keep in mind this is the 21st of june so i still there's still no conclusion the point that we're at right now with the news is there are sounds being heard from the water inside i can't i can't clarify whether the sounds are underwater coming from under the water the surface of the water but um it's supposed to be every half hour there's like a morse code being clicked on the side of this or in from inside this vessel they're assuming that it's this submarine wow what what a nightmare i just and this the mystery of all the scenarios best case scenario in my mind uh, would be that they're floating on the surface And they're not sitting at the bottom of the ocean um, or snagged, like they say, in a fishing net somewhere or snagged on the Titanic, because that's where they were going. If you haven't heard this, go to the news, type in Titanic submarine, and it will pop up everywhere. Um, But what the hell is going on? What could be going on? Also, another question that I have is because they're running out of air, I think by the time... like. By the time, when I'm filming this, they may have enough, like they may have only a few hours left. I think this morning was kind of like the cap. But every time I turn on the news, it's like, oh, it's a day old or something. And it's like not current and up to date. So it might, they might already be SOL. But even if they were floating on the surface, what I, I'm not finding any information about if they can get oxygen into the submarine, because whether you're in the water or out of the water, that the still, it's still sealed, right? So Is there a button that you can push that will allow oxygen in if you are on the surface? Um, Like they can't get out because they're sealed in. Apparently the only way to open the submarine is to, there's like 17 bolts that have to be removed from the outside. So they have to have somebody from the outside letting them in or letting them out. They can't get out themselves. But if they're on the surface, you could see the outside, but are they still going to suffocate in there? Even if they're on the surface? The fact that they're hearing pinging sounds or like tapping sounds morse code in the area where this vessel has been lost is hopeful but how does sound travel does that mean that it's got to be close to the surface i'm assuming it's got to be like within the first thousand feet of depth of the ocean anything below that there's all sorts of ocean noises happening all the time so like is the tapping coming they're, they can't be hearing it from the and it was an actually it was an airplane that heard the tapping sound not a boat not a submarine an airplane detected the sounds but how does a sound travel could they possibly hear that if they're sitting on the bottom because apparently it's like thirteen thousand feet down there the titanic so i have so many questions that i just don't know i can't ask anyone or look it up because it's just like there's lots of information but people only know so much but if I'm sure other people have the same kind of question than I do. And the people that are on board are kind of interesting people too a couple billionaires or a billionaire and then another prestigious father and son from the Middle East or something I can't remember. and but just this whole story is is going to become a movie for sure. Um, hopefully a documentary where the survivors are part of the documentary. Um, and also, the recovery of the footage from inside and outside of the vessel will be interesting. I think the only way that that won't be recovered is if the vessel is never found. It might be just gone and never found. Um, Or if it it imploded, um, if it imploded, then maybe things would have been damaged. They couldn't recover certain videos or whatever. but I do feel like it will be found. And another thing to consider too, because like even if they were floating like a hundred feet below the surface, how are they gonna get found? Like you think about the ocean being like clear and you could see, and maybe they have, a, they have flashing lights going on or, but the visibility in the ocean, whether it's at 13,000 feet or not, is dependent on currents and weather systems and just time of year and things. So they could be like a hundred feet that way and the search and rescue submarines going this way and they just don't you know like it's how you almost in this, today's technology you, you almost wish you could just scan the surface of the ocean and then see down like what you what they could do in a movie you know <laughs> just eliminate all the water and just see what's you know what i mean like but does that technology not exist I don't know. I just feel for the families and how terrible that must be, especially going through it with the entire world. Like this is worldwide news. Um, Damn, what is the outcome going to be? And then after a certain point, you know, like by the time you're watching this podcast, um, after a certain point, there's no hope anymore. Right. Because they would have run out of air. Uh, They're not found unless they somehow floated to the surface and were saved by someone without service. And you know, like there's just, it's just crazy to think about and I feel really bad. And I've prayed physically out loud, and maybe we should all pray together, that they're found safely. And of course they're found safe and alive and safe. And that's, everybody's hope so moving on to something a little less dark uh worst fears (laughs) so I think about um this whole situation has made me think about a couple different like nightmare scenarios um but cave diving um is one and also what's it called when you're like caving but it's it's kind of like you're squeezing through tiny, tight little cracks. You're, you don't. You're, it's not scuba diving, so you're not. But you're caving, I guess. That's what it's called. Um, where you're squeezing through tiny, tiny, tight little. You know, you've probably you can look up videos online. I've seen a few of them. One in particular where this guy is climbing. He's kind of like. He's he's sort of shimmying between two sheets of rock to get farther and farther in but there was some sort of optical illusion happening because the water made it look like the cave was opening and getting wider, but actually it was getting narrower and narrower. So he's filming himself kind of stuck. And he's like, I thought that it was getting bigger, but it's getting narrower. He's like, I think I'm kind of stuck. And he's by himself, of course, and he's just got like, this much space between his head and the water he can't even rest his head because it will be underwater and then i'm like what if something were to happen like you were to like suddenly retain a bunch of fluid and your chest were to swell and like then you're really stuck what do you do then you're just sol terrified hopefully you've got a string tied to your foot that left from where you left from. <laughs> like people will come find you but even so like those people that come find you and rescue you have to be the kind of people that are willing to risk their own lives like that and uh or just have the skill to find you or get to you right and i mean it's up to them and if they don't want to then there's really no one else (laughs) it's not like joe schmo you can call at the gas station hey i'm stuck in a cave this is where to go and he'd be like okay i'm coming and then he just shows up i don't know what to do (laughs) i don't you're sol um so that video was like really creepy i also watched a movie called 47 feet down or something and it's really about like this massive cave shark that uh that is after these girls that t- stole their parents diving equipment and blah anyway it's it's actually quite an intense movie it's the graphics are a little bit cheesy i won't lie i think it's like 67 percent rotten tomatoes uh, rotten tomatoes is always quite reliable but it was not bad and the person i was watching it with was super into it and so like, it makes it makes it a little bit more thrilling when the person you're watching it with is also is like really into it rather than somebody who's like that's so dumb like the graphic of the shark swimming by was so fake but like anyway so cave diving probably number one caving number two yeah i mean claustrophobia is my thing right i don't know i think about people in earthquakes you know that are found in the rubble like 10 days later or something and they're pinned under something and like god how horrifying that must be but i wonder if you get over your panic just naturally over time like you're panicking right away you're like you can't move you can't get out and then finally your brain can comprehend what's going on and keep you calm and kind of but i don't know it's just horrible oh my gosh over the weekend went to my cousin's baby shower and she looks so beautiful she's just so loved and has so much to look forward to and she's just glowing and she's due next month and oh my god we're all so excited my sister and I were just like oh baby a little baby on the way um and it's a boy we all know it's a boy um which helps for sure with like gift buying but you know I she had a registry and I wasn't sure if it would come to me and then I would have to bring it to her or if it would go straight to her so I was like oh, I'll just get her like a a nice amazon gift card and she can kind of go and get whatever it is she still needs um they have everything on amazon so but it was such a nice time the weather cooperated we had pizza that night they ordered me a special gluten-free pizza the whole freaking thing <laughs> i was a little i was a little lit by the end because my cousin <laughs> she just kept filling our wine glasses and like great hostess right but just when you can't keep track of how much you've had to drink and this has happened to me before actually the first time i ever had a really bad wine puke was at a housewarming party years ago and uh, i was drinking red wine and the host kept coming around with a bottle and topping people up and then must have topped me up like five times and then i had no idea how much i drank i couldn't gauge i was just gauging by how i was talking because like as soon as i start slurring my words i Get embarrassed and then I stopped drinking but I don't know what happened <laughs> it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks anyway I felt like I had to puke and I was like oh I'm gonna barf and this was really embarrassing I just met a bunch of these people so I ran out onto the deck I puke over the edge of the deck and I didn't find out to the next day that the person hosting the housewarming party kept all of their mounts like their horns that they collect beside the house and i puked all over them and it was just and it, it was wine puke like stainy puke terrible and i was like i am so sorry <laughs> but anyway it was a memory kind of a shitty one but hey also went to rodney's oyster house and that was incredible uh went with my sister just my sister and i caesar salad there the best i've ever had ordered the shrimp cocktail. Do you remember the scene from Beetlejuice where they're all sitting around the table and there's massive shrimp in the shrimp cocktail and then it turns into fingers and like grabs her face. That's how big they were and Marcella and I both completely had the same reference at the same time like we're like this looks like and then I, I'm the one who said it first but she was like that's exactly what it looks like. Um, they, I can't believe how big they were. I just really should have taken a photo because I've never seen shrimp cocktail like that. There were five shrimp on the shrimp cocktail, and we could barely finish. But we did 24 oysters. We wanted the Sunseekers, but I think they only had Fanny Bays left. So we had, but they were smaller. Good thing though, because we were like, we kind of want calamari. So we, then we ordered calamari. So we had, we shared a large Caesar salad, um, the shrimp cocktail, 24 oysters, then we ordered calamari and then we ordered another Caesar salad. But you know, like we make an evening of it. We were there for a few hours and not rushing. Good vibes in there. Really good service. Um, And we had a nice booth. I love the booths in there. And it was just a great time. And yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. When you're in Calgary, Rodney's Oyster House, a total must. If you're into seafood, there's also another menu. Like they've got Another menu. They've got an extensive menu. Um, there's lobster, crab, there's pastas. So, like, you don't, if you're not into seafood, you could probably find like the Caesar salad. Caesar salad, maybe has some an anchovy or something, but. Hot diggity. My nails are way too long. <laughs> you know your nails are too long when you're knocking over your wine glass. Oh, yeah, I saw a TikTok today. Not a TikTok, but like an Instagram reel of somebody with a driver, like a club a golf club a driver hitting a uh, a golf ball on the ice but when they swung they slipped and when they slipped they landed on the ice which cracked and then like a cartoon it just broke and then the girl fell through i think it was a girl anyway um and i was like that's one thing that's never happened to me i've never crashed through the ice i've never fell fallen through ice I've been on ice a lot too, like throughout my childhood. But of course, ice safety is like the first thing you learn as a kid: to not walk on thin ice and don't go towards the melted edge and all that kind of thing. I'm curious: how many of you watching right now have ever crashed through the ice? I don't care if it's like your swimming pool or like a safe place. Like, just let me know your story in the comments down below. I'd really love to. I'd love to read your comments and then maybe even talk about them on the next podcast because that is something that's like another fear of mine because I've been in really cold water voluntarily and for those of you that are into like cold plunging and stuff like that um but I've been in some really cold cold water like I'm talking one degree cold water but like I said voluntarily just to do like a cold skinny dip um but let me know if that's ever happened to you because I don't even think I've, I know anybody that that has happened to. And being a Canadian, ice is, like I said, are part of our lives. Daily lives in the wintertime. Um, I have a skating rink myself. But it's thin and, like, it's not deep. So if I were to crash through, I could still just be up to my knees. <laughs> or maybe my hips. Oh my god, I listened to this guy make this statement today. Um, he said... When I was in my 20s, I wanted to be a millionaire. When I was a millionaire, I wanted to be in my 20s. And it just kind of hit me funny. I was like, where you are in your life right now, 20 years from now, potentially, you'll wish you were right back where you are right now. And that is a very strong statement. And I often think about going back to my like self 20 years ago and you know i, I don't necessarily i'm not at the point right now where i want to be 20 again or you know i just don't i'm okay where i'm at in my life right now but i want to go back i loved my childhood i had a great childhood and um but yeah i think when i get older i'll be like wanting to be back to where i am right now (laughs) 20 jk (laughs) um but it just kind of puts certain things into perspective and not just with your health or things like that just just the way where the state the world's in i wouldn't say that (laughs) i wouldn't say that we're in the best state right now with all like the random shit that's going on but uh you don't know how bad it could be in 20 years you might want to be back here so Um, I wrote a couple things down for the last podcast that I never made it to, maybe I did talk about it, about the random orbs in my videos that have been happening more often. And I've zoomed into a couple and it's definitely not dust because the one specifically that I've recorded is not moving, not floating like dust, right? It could be, it could be a bug, like a, a mosquito or something, or a fly, but I feel like with all the lights that I have on me, anything flying in front of me right now, or around me, I would notice, and not necessarily, that's not necessarily true, but like, I'm like 95% sure that I would notice a bug flying by, I would either hear it, see it, so it's been interesting, and I'm like, hmm, well... I'm just going to be recording myself all the time, I guess. (laughs) Try to catch some orbs. Um, Also today, it wasn't a window hit, but there was um, not a pileated woodpecker. Anyway, just a, a smaller woodpecker with like a red head that was kind of over by my bird feeder and looked a bit off. And I saw this from my kitchen window and he was kind of like hobbling around. Anyway, went and grabbed him uh totally out of it one of his eyes was closed and I was like what the heck is going on like did he get struck by lightning (laughs) or something happened to this poor little birdie uh but you know decent size and so I took him inside wrapped him in a little towel because he was all soaking wet and then I just put like a little kind of cage basket over top of him because I have high vaulted ceilings in a full timber frame (laughs) and uh, if that thing escapes it's going to be living in my house like I will not be able to get him (laughs) but he seemed like he was still gripping like he was gripping the um the towel that I had him in and his beak was a little bit crossed and I thought is that normal or is his jaw just relaxed or like can they move their beak side to side I think they must be able to anyway and um so I had him on my counter because my dishwasher is still freaking broken I was washing dishes and then by the time I looked back at him because he was just laying, he wasn't really doing much. And I was like, are you alive, are you dead? Like five times. And then um, I looked back and he was in like a totally perched up different position. So I took him on the deck, took off his little cage lid and off he flew <gasps> like a little champion. And I was like, oh, I wonder what would have happened. If I, if I left him out there, he would have been just cat food. But recently, my last video, if you didn't see, Um, Five birds flew into my window at once, all died. And uh, there's, like I said, video footage of me discovering the birds in the last podcast, so episode 102, Um, you can check that out. And yeah, I've been having a few bird encounters, like kind of wild ones, but this one wasn't super wild. The five bird window thing, that was, that's something like I've never seen. And everybody that I tell it to, they're like, holy shit, (laughs) kind of crazy. Hmm. what else to talk about yeah my latest youtube video is going to be these kind of dresses like crazy psycho dresses <laughs> super super adorable and cute and um they're all this fabulous so make sure that you subscribe so you do not miss that video um so i did it you guys i ordered five different bogus products from Facebook. So I'm not a big Facebook person, but when I do go on Facebook, um, it's to kind of more catch up on like local happenings and things that are going on around where I live. Um, but I've noticed how it's my, if my Facebook has been completely infiltrated by ads for dresses, swimwear, kind of like whatever I'm sort of into. The algorithm obviously has been paying attention. And uh, I've ordered from them before from a Facebook ad. And it was a ripoff. I was definitely scammed, um, but not scammed out of a product. I didn't pay and get nothing in return. I did receive something, took a long ass time. um, But the product that I received was not what I ordered. Okay, so... What's happening is on Facebook, you scroll, you'll see an ad, uh, either a video of somebody wearing something you like or using a product, um, and the name of the company is kind of random. And then you'll scroll down and see the same product but a different company name and scroll down again and see the same product again with another company name. And so I was noticing this trend, and I thought, how many people are falling for this? Like I did, but it was before I noticed that there was this total change in like Facebook ad algorithms where, how is it even possible that they're doing like, you know? Anyway, the scan scan that I had um, kind of sparked this in me because it's disappointing, right? And it's not like a cheap thing. You're like, I bought like a $50 dress times three. I bought three different colorways of this dress that I liked. That's $150 down the tube, because these are dresses. Actually, I'm going to be completely honest. I have not even tried them on. I just held them up. And as by some miracle, I might try it on and love it, but I'm saving it to throw in the mix with these other five products that I bought. So about five other beautiful looking dresses from Facebook ads. I (laughs) I screen recorded myself ordering them, what they're supposed to look like, the names of these companies, and we're gonna do a fun reveal and see who's scamming and who's not. And I have a feeling that they're all gonna be scamming, but it will be interesting. It'll be interesting video and maybe just shed some light on some of the the bullshit that's going on. Um, And I just don't know how much longer I can go on because, They're ripping off a company called, there's a company or multiple companies, um, ripping off a clothing dress line um, named House of CB. And uh, I have three original House of CB dresses. So I was kind of upset when I first saw this ad because I spent about $250 each on these dresses. Now, which I don't normally splurge like that, but they were so different and lovely and just very like french mediterranean vibes (laughs) i had to have those i ordered three love them perfection then i saw one of the identical dresses that i had ordered on from a company called flower yeah on a facebook ad same model wearing it same dress same photos on the website the house of cb website so i knew and then i saw that they were 50 dollars. and i thought holy shit i really hope that i did not get ripped off here and then after reading some of the comments, people were mentioning that um, they were disappointed or something or that, that they were um, House of CB dresses and this is a ripoff. Then I realized that this company had stolen content from this, this other website or this, other, this House of CB website, the House of CB, um, social media. They were posting this under the name Flouria. So essentially I think what's happening is these Chinese companies or these companies are seeing, are showing these ads with these dresses, making something similar and then sending it to you. You're not getting what you're seeing on the ad. So I notified House of CB, I said, by the way, this company is ripping you off completely and uh, you should take, like, let Facebook know they can take the ad down. House of CB got back to me, weird. Something fell over there. (laughs) Don't know what it was. Um, House of CB got back to me and they said that they know about Flower Yeah. It's actually Yeah. Um, They know about this company. They're doing their best to remove this ad, but they can't, they've been trying for weeks. And I was thinking, so you're telling me that Facebook is allowing these ads that are clearly just rip off ads, like copyright, everything illegal ads, And then I didn't actually realize, but it like the difficulty of getting somebody else's Facebook ad taken down, I guess the process is huge. So this, these, these ripoff companies know this, they create multiple, multiple, multiple Facebook pages or that are acting as companies. And they because of the algorithm or because of the difficulty of removing these ads, they just don't get, they don't get stopped in time. Right. So it's really crazy what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, I need to expose this shit. I'm sure that you'll see more videos coming up, coming out of um, YouTubers like me testing these out and exposing the situation. But a one one major red flag that I can just let you know right now without uh, boring you too much. If you see an ad of something you want to purchase on Facebook, okay, and you see that that video or that post has gotten like 150,000 likes but there are no comments or the comments are turned off, don't buy the product. That is the number one red flag. The company might look legitimate, the video of the product might look legitimate um, or if there's like a ton of likes on the on the video but there's like three comments or something that's not adding up right um, because I don't think on Facebook you can put dislikes anymore, right? So just keep that in mind. Um, But we're going to have like an interesting, interesting video. Also, um, I purchased six or seven um, really highly rated Amazon products, kind of like viral Amazon products to test. Um, And a couple of them I'm excited for. So we're just going to have to see how that goes. And I'm going to be doing some filming in some like different areas of the house I think for that not just in my studio another thing is I'm going to be ripping this freaking wallpaper off it's pissing me off so bad it's peeling it's lifting it's peeling stick so like I'm glad it's peeling but I have a feeling it's going to rip my actual it's going to definitely rip my wall (laughs) my drywall and my paint so I have some ideas and some plans because this will be turning into a bedroom um. after I've moved everything into my new studio so but I figured why not just give her try something new just do more peel and stick something completely different if you have a suggestion let me know in the comments down below what you think I should do I have a couple of ideas but they do entail quite a bit of work and I don't really want to turn this space into a construction zone cause it already is kind of a disaster zone as it is so Well, everyone, that concludes episode 103 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. And remember, it is always peachy here in Wonderland. It's going to be my new slogan. I was like, that's a good one. (laughs) Um, Don't forget to subscribe to my channel. If you're listening to this podcast, there is a video version on YouTube. And uh, there's also an audio version on every podcast platform pretty much on the planet. Um, And I've got an OnlyFans patron to check out. All that's in the description box down below. And don't miss out. I just highly recommend subscribing because I've got lots of stuff going on. Um, There is a second channel. If you're watching this podcast on my Cat Wonders channel, there is a Kitty Licker podcast channel as well. If you don't want to watch all my other content, just subscribe to my Kitty Kitty Licker podcast channel. Um, And then you can avoid all of the other shenanigans that i'm getting into um thank you guys so so much for watching and i will see you all in my next video bye